Welcome to The Bull and the Bear, a money and markets podcast. We give you the advice you need to know to make investing safe and profitable. With The Bull and the Bear podcast, you'll get exclusive access to some of the top thinkers, analysts, advisors, and gurus in the investment business. And now for your hosts, Matt Clark and Charles Sizemore. Hello, everyone. I'm Matt Clark, research analyst with Money and Markets, and I'm here with your weekly Bull and the Bear podcast. And I, I want to start off by thanking each and every one of you who uh, watches our videos on YouTube every week or listens to us as a podcast on your favorite streaming service. Our entire team takes a lot of pride in, in providing you with the best analysis uh, of the stock market and the economy. We try to do it each and every week. And if you haven't already, I do want to make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel or podcast indicator, uh, whichever you prefer to uh, listen to us as. Uh, we would love to uh, work with it either way. So uh, we make sure you subscribe if you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, mark that notification bell, and get notified every time we release a new video. And make sure you do head over to the mothership, that is moneyandmarkets.com. It is your home for safe, sound, smart, simple, profitable investment information for your portfolio. While you're there, you can check out our stock power rating system. Uh, rates thousands of stocks based on six fundamental and technical metrics. Uh, you can create your own watch list, track your stock performance, and get all of our in-depth analysis, and it's all there for you for free. Now I want to move into today's podcast. Got a bit of a complex thing to discuss, but I'll try to boil it down and, and, and try to make it as simple for me <laughs> as possible. Now, one decentralized computer platform currently consumes as much electricity as a small European nation. One program uses as much power as a, and in fact, more power than some smaller countries. Ethereum, which is one of the oldest uh, cryptocurrency platforms, is an open source blockchain uh, that utilizes smart contracts to allow users to transact with each other uh, without a central authority like a bank. So basically, they can just transfer uh, you know, goods and services between each other. And they use this blockchain uh, to provide uh, a record of ownership and transaction. But to execute these transactions, it takes a lot of power. And I do mean a lot of power. According to digeconomist.net, uh, one transaction in Ethereum uses 238.2 kilowatt hours of power. Now, by comparison, 100,000 transactions on Visa, the popular credit card company, only consumes 148 kilowatt hours. So one transaction is 238.2 kilowatt hours. 100,000 transactions for Visa is only 148 kilowatt hours. Now, annually, Ethereum could use up to 106.12 terawatt hours of energy. That's this year. That's only slightly less than all the energy consumed in the Netherlands in all of 2020. So as you can see, Ethereum rivals small European nations and actually surpasses smaller countries in Africa and Asia in terms of their total energy consumption. Now, in this episode, uh, I'm going to talk about a big event that's coming up for Ethereum. It's going to significantly cut that energy usage. And I'm going to tell you about the next steps on how you can profit uh, from what's going to happen. Now, since its inception in July of 2015, Ethereum has been reliant on what's called a proof-of-work concept. Now, to make this simple... This is where miners, not individuals, but computers, computers are known as miners, they have to solve very complex mathematical puzzles to validate any transaction on the blockchain. And then they also can use that to create new coins. It takes a massive amount of energy for these computers to solve these extremely complex puzzles. They're not ones that you can just sit down and Google or work in your head. It takes a lot of computer power to uh, generate uh, answers and sol uh, solutions, rather, for uh, these complex puzzles. Now, for reference, uh, Bitcoin does use a proof-of-work concept where miners solve puzzles to earn the coin. 
Now, the amount of time, or in this instance, terahash, uh, it takes to mine Ethereum has increased 530% since 2020 alone. That means it takes a ton of power just to mine one coin in Ethereum. Now, in the coming months, Ethereum is going to be migrating to what's called a proof-of-stake concept, which allows users to validate those transactions according to the number of coins they contribute rather than how much they mine. Now, the proof-of-stake platform is already in play. It's known as the beacon chain, uh, and this is what the current Ethereum blockchain is going to merge with and become perhaps as soon as this summer. Now, the upgrade is going to do a couple things. One, it's going to reward stakers, meaning those who are putting up coins to stake, uh, with yields of between 7% and 12%. Now, this is more than the rate of inflation uh, and 10 times more than what you'd get on a traditional savings account yield. The second thing, it's going to slash new daily e uh, issuance of Ethereum uh, from around 12,000 per day to only about 1,280. Now, this introduces a very big supply and demand situation where the supply for Ethereum is going to be significantly outpaced uh, by demand. Now, the third thing is, and perhaps the most importantly, the switch is going to drop the amount of power used by blockchain by nearly 99%. And by cutting the use of power, you're going to see more institutional investors want to get into Ethereum by investing in the network, buying up more Ether coins, all things like that, because it's a much more socially and environmentally conscious platform now. So I think we're going to see a lot more pile into Ethereum once this switch is made. And there's another way to look at the difference between the two concepts. I'll, I'll, I'll show you this, this chart here on YouTube. Uh, you can see uh, who the block creators are, what resources are required to win blocks, the cost of the participants, the strengths and the weaknesses of both proof of work and proof of stake. Now, I talked to my good friend and crypto expert, Ian King, because uh, uh, I had some questions about this. And he pointed out another big thing that this merge was going to do. He said, these upgrades will allow Ethereum to transact at speeds up to 100,000 transactions per second. That's going to make it the fastest crypto blockchain out there. Let's just think about that. 100,000 transactions per second. Now, on a side note, uh, Ian does run an investment service called Next Wave Crypto Fortunes. Uh, he pinpoints winning crypto trends with unique uh, with, with his unique three-part investing uh, strategy. He also developed the first crypto investing multimedia product of its kind for Investopedia Academy. So he kind of knows this stuff, and he's kind of my go-to when it comes to asking questions about the crypto market. So as Ian said, transactions are going to become faster and use significantly less energy to conduct, making Ethereum a very attractive platform for decentralized transactions. Now, profitability in mining Ethereum has consistently been between $0.08 cents and $0.04 cents per mega hash. Basically, a hash is a unit of measurement showing how computers process data. One mega hash is 1 million hashes per second, and it takes a ton of these hashes to complete uh, a process. Now, with the expectation of this merge, uh, the profitability of mining Ethereum is starting to tick up slightly as the merge will essentially do away with mining altogether. Basically, there's not going to be any more mining on Ethereum. It's all going to be done by proof, uh, by a different concept. It's going to be done by validators, not miners. So basically, essentially what people are going to do is they're going to have to stake their own uh, investment in Ethereum. They're going to have to put up so many coins uh, to validate transactions. And the more, uh, the more you coins you put up, the stronger your validation is going to be and the more apt you're going to get to get very strong returns in the form of crypto or whatever it is that you're validating. So um, 
the merge is also having an impact on the price of Ethereum. We saw flat pricing of Ethereum uh, until the middle of 2020 as the world was coping with the uncertainty of the COVID-19 pandemic. But then in 2021, uh, despite the pandemic easing, Ethereum jumped in price to hit a high of more than $4,500. Those gains were paired back into 2022, but we're starting to see another run on Ethereum and the price has hit almost uh, $3,310 as of this recording. And that's a 353% gain on Ethereum since January 1st of 2021. So in a little over a year, Ethereum's price has jumped 353%. Now, what all this means is that the supply of Ethereum is about to get significantly smaller uh, with the merge. It also means that these stakers, new stakers, are going to see between 7% and 12% yields on their stake under this new system. Now, a lot of this merge has been priced into Ethereum already, according to Ian, which I agree. However, uh, with the unique supply and demand issue coming due to the merge, I think we're going to see Ethereum move higher in the medium and the long term. Now, it might be worth getting into Ethereum now or increase your stake to take advantage of these strong yields and the platform growth that's going to happen with the merge, which could happen again as early as June of this year. Now, I want to take a look at our YouTube poll question from last week. We asked if you thought old energy or new energy uh, was going to be a better investment in 2022. And more than half of you, about 51%, said that renewables were going to just are just getting started and have uh, big opportunities coming up in 2022. 49% of you uh, said that old energy was going to win out in the end. We also asked to uh, kind of explain why you voted. And Ralph said renewables require too much time and energy to make a dent in the 2022 energy shortage. Go uh, added, renewables are not ready to replace old energy yet. Uh, it also, it's also costly and takes time to implement renewables, whether solar or wind. All these things are valid, uh, but we are very, very big on the, on the mega trend of renewables here uh, at Money and Markets. Uh, Adam, Charles, and I, very, very bullish on renewable energy. So uh, look forward to more uh, research on that coming up. Now, thank you to everyone who took part in our weekly poll. Remember, you can vote in those polls uh, on our YouTube page. Just go under, under our YouTube page and uh, click that community tab. And it's usually right there at the very top. If you have a question uh, uh, about a particular stock or maybe a sector uh, or part of the economy that you like me, Adam, or Charles to take a look at, email us. The email address is feedback at moneyandmarkets.com. We'll drop that right down below feedback at moneymarkets.com. We love to hear what you have to say. Uh, if we do use your question uh, and we in any of our upcoming uh, episodes, we're going to send you some very cool Money Markets gear like this t-shirt I have on. You're not going to get this one specifically, but you'll get a t-shirt like it. Uh, we also have hats, sweatshirts, all sorts of good stuff uh, that we will get out to you for asking a question and we use it. Uh, on any of our videos. Also head over to moneymarkets.com, sign up for our free daily e-letter in it. We give you safe, sound, smart, simple, profitable investment information all for your portfolio. While you're there, you can check out our proprietary stock power rating system. Uh, you use the metrics to get ratings of thousands of stocks. Go to the website, type in a stock in the search bar, and you're going to see a wealth of information uh, come up like uh, the rating of the stock, fundamental data, stock chart. You can even add stocks to your own watch list. Uh, and you can all do all that at moneyandmarkets.com. And don't forget to mention it is completely free. That is all for me this week. Until next time, this is Money and Markets Research Analyst and host of the Bull and the Bear podcast, Matt Clark, wishing everyone safe trading. You've been listening to the Bull and the Bear, a Money and Markets podcast. Tune in each week to hear insights on how to make investing safe and profitable for you. 